Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Sunday, October the 25th, 2020. Hopefully, it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. Today, we are talking about 15 things we all need to be reminded of, which I will dig in here in a second. But before I kick off the episode today, this podcast is brought to you by my homies over at... Athletic Greens, the one thing I take every single day. I never miss a day. I had a busy day yesterday. Uh, Got up super early, had to work, a lot of social stuff with people here, which we're very blessed to be able to do. And I really didn't get to my greens until about 5 o'clock last night, but it was the first thing that I put into my body. I fasted basically the whole day, but I didn't forget to bring them in. That's how easy it is. Just grab a couple packs, rip it, throw it in water, I slam it, and I'm good to go. Uh, If you guys struggle to eat enough greens or enough micronutrients, or if you're taking what I would consider like to be a garbage uh, multivitamin from basically anywhere, uh, I'm not trying to bag on the multis, but a lot of the multis are crap. Let's just be real about it. And I don't really know what you're getting from them. I would urge you to swap over to Athletic Greens. I think that is the healthier choice. I can hook you guys up with a link for 20 free travel packs. It has about the antioxidant equivalent of eating probably 10 to 12 servings of fruits and vegetables per day. And let's be real, none of us uh, is doing that. So if you want 20 free travel packs, hit me up. And if you're really on the fence, like, well, Jeremy, I've heard you talk about it for like three years, but I'm the weird person who never asked for it. I will have Monica send you a pack right to your front door. You can try it and then hook up the 20 free packs. Who's doing that? Nobody. But we're crazy here and we want to help you guys. So that's how much I believe in it. Um, Other than that, oh, yeah, um, that's it. So that's where we're at today. Uh, I'm, I'm tired. We did our advanced Sunday Metcon uh, today here. We've been in the swing of those and, uh, just, I felt, I felt nauseous for a good, uh, a good amount of time there. It's a little bit later in the day now, so I don't think I'll have any bike, ski, or row coffee going on, but if it happens, I apologize. So my brain is kind of a little bit foggy here. And, uh, yesterday I had a busy day, got up here, worked early. Uh, I actually got to watch, uh, the Khabib and, uh, Gaethje fight. If you guys follow the UFC, um, and Khabib is 29-0, retired um, in the in the octagon there, and uh, just one of the most dominant things I've ever seen. Uh, him, the progression of him. Again, obviously, this guy grew up wrestling bears and like swimming against the current in Russia in the river. So he's obviously built a little bit uh, differently, but impressive to see for sure. Just you know, a mastery of something at any level. And I'm a I'm a huge obviously uh, fight fan. It's actually my, my favorite sport to watch, uh, specifically in this year during all the, 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 the stuff that's going on. Like, football's not the same for me. I watched basketball. wasn't the same for me. But the fighting, um, I, maybe because I grew up watching like the Ultimate Fighter where they would fight with no crowds, uh, it's been my favorite thing to watch, how, just how, how talented these dudes are. And I'm sitting there with my homie, uh, Nick and he invited me over. He's like, "Hey, the fights are at 11, which because they're in Abu Dhabi, and usually they've been on later." So like, I had to sprint out of here, go over to his place, which was nice. It was a good break. I needed it um, because I've been so wrapped up with work and all the bullshit of this year. And we're watching all the fights go through. He has he's a, a typical bachelor, right? So his place is dope. He has got a, this giant TV. It's like 70 inches, and then he has two other TVs on the side. So he has uh, what was going on? There was a football game. Alabama was playing. And I think maybe it was baseball on another TV. And then uh, obviously the fights are on the, the main TV. And we're sitting there watching the main event come on. And I'm like, I'm getting nervous. Like, I don't really care who wins or loses. But I'm getting nervous just watching it. Like two dudes, you know, going into obviously, you know, beat the hell out of each other. 
and uh, just how they must feel. You know, mentally, you've trained all this time, you've prepared for it, and the fight lasts about well, the first round five, six, probably eight minutes total. And uh, before Khabib obviously chokes uh, Gaethje unconscious and he just goes to sleep. But it's like you've trained all that time and it can be over in, you know, 10 seconds. You can get knocked out. And uh, just what they must feel. And, and obviously as you go through a career being undefeated, uh, this has nothing to do with today's podcast, by the way. I just, when you see something, the level of mastery, uh, you know, when someone has mastered their craft, it is impressive. I tell my wife, she's taken me to like, you know, so many country music concerts and I don't know country music at all. Um, and I'll sit and listen to like, I'm trying to think one of the ones we went to last, like, like a Chris Stapleton. I don't know any Chris Stapleton songs, but when you hear this dude like play guitar and you hear them sing and perform, it's like, you have to admire the, the talent of it, the, the craft that they've mastered, the work that they've put in, even if it's not your thing. You have to really appreciate it. And I do that with, with everything. And when I see you think if someone's a great painter or they're great at piano, or even if you see some of those viral videos where a guy is like a server or he's like in the back like chopping up vegetables and it's just the way that they do things, like street vendors even, it, uh, it really is impressive. And it gives, I think, all of us something to shoot for uh, when you see it and understand, you know, how how hard that is. Uh, to be even good at anything, I think, requires a massive amount of a dedication, sacrifice, effort, and obviously talent, but to reach that, you know, goat status, you know, to be in the, the conversation of greatest of all time is uh, is really cool to see. But anyways, uh, sorry, I got on a five-minute rant there about uh, fighting. Uh, anyways, before we jump in today, uh, which the podcast we're going to talk about, obviously 15 things we all need to be reminded of, and these are going to be, uh, you know, business-centric, but I'm going to make them touch on all points of life, like uh, basically I do, because I think everything is is connected one way or another, whether you choose to believe that or not. This actual original post came from my homie, Pat Rigsby, who has helped me a ton with my businesses over the years. And uh, just, you know, very level-headed, common sense things. That's why him and I kind of vibe and got along, and I can, you know, take advice from him because he's, you know, helped build multiple, multiple million-dollar uh, businesses, multi-million-dollar businesses, and designed it himself. And uh, just... There, it's rooted in the things that work. It's the the advice that he'll kick in business is the same way that I believe I kick it in fitness. Uh, I don't want to sugarcoat anything for you. I'm not going to make things you know sound easier than they are or worse than they are. I just present it exactly like it is. But all of the stuff is rooted in the basics in business. I believe that too. And again, I'm I'm not talking like if you're trying to run a you know a Marriott or if you're trying to to run a, a Delta or an Amazon. I have no clue about that. I'm a I'm a gorilla who's in a warehouse. I know what I know. But in terms of building something that's meaningful, that is not only transactional based but relationship based, I think these are the the key takeaways. And and before I kick into that, I have uh, some infographics here. I just wanted to read because like as you're going through the year, I think a, a lot of people understand how you know, devastating this has been for uh, certain industries, but some people aren't aware of it. Even for me, we have this tunnel vision, like most of us do. You know, we we do what's in the best interest of us and our family and our circle, and you have to, and I believe that's important. And you kind of go through life with, with blinders on until you get exposed to multiple people in multiple industries doing multiple jobs. Now, I'm fortunate enough here uh, to have a lot of that, like when 
our doctors here are taking pay cuts because the hospitals, you know, weren't as busy when they, they're not doing elective surgeries, you know, things like that. Like we were like, wow, shoot, like you figured like they would always be doing their normal stuff, but they had their hours cut because they weren't able to do stuff because of our reaction to, you know, all the, the shit that is, uh, has been 2020, if you will. And obviously my wife working in, you know, hospitality, I, they've gotten completely destroyed and, you know, they're trying to, to claw back and hopefully that all rolls the right way. And if you look at the airlines, it's the same thing. Uh, in fitness is that as well. And I'll touch on the fitness in a second, but I was coming in here, uh, you know, probably like a month ago, uh, early on a Sunday. And there's a guy, you know, just down the road here from us and he sees me come in and he runs, a. It's almost like a like a dry cleaning uh, for for clothes, but they do a lot of uh, tablecloths, a lot of events set up, things like that. And uh, he's in there packing up his truck, and I see him do it all the time. And he just stops by, and he's like, you know, how are you dealing with the bullshit kind of stuff, basically. And, you know, sharing how he thought, you know, what we have been going through as a fitness industry is, you know, deemed unfair. And this is an older gentleman, probably in his 60s, who I don't imagine works out at all. I mean, he's never inquired to come over to us and just doesn't seem like he's, you know, diehard into fitness. And he's like, I just think it's complete bullshit. You know, what they've done to you guys making you in the same category as like a bar or something like, like, they, like they're even in the same fucking planet, right? And uh, I'm like, well, you know, at least it's nice for you. You know, they didn't, they didn't try to close you down and tell you you had to stay home for months, which he's like, well, yeah, but you know, we've gotten crushed because we usually do so many weddings and so many graduations and uh, celebrations and things like that. He goes, we haven't had any of those. And that's a huge part of our business. And I'm sitting there like, holy shit. I'm like, this guy hasn't done literally almost any of those events probably until just like right now or probably like this last couple of weeks. And uh, it really dawned on me. I'm like, I'm just thinking like everybody else here is winning. And there's a lot of industries that have done ridiculously well during this and they haven't skipped a beat and they probably had record-breaking years and that's awesome for them respect that's you know kind of the the cycle of business life if you will but just talking to him and hearing him be like man his business got crushed too it uh it's kind of a wake-up call and to see and and I don't share that for any other reason other than awareness to just really understand you don't know what everybody's going through and this has affected everybody differently, you know, obviously mentally, uh, emotionally, a lot of people physically too, it's manifested into a lot of shitty physical habits and uh, people being unhealthy or, or overweight because they're mentally erect or they're an emotional, you know, kind of shitstorm of life. And then obviously there's the financial ramifications of it that, that kind of touch on everything. And uh, this was just five little pieces of data showing the devastating impact of you know, what this year has had on the health and, and fitness industry. And these are, um, I think Ursa had sent this out and it was 480,000 jobs lost as of October 1st, 2020. That's almost half a million people who don't have a job in fitness as of October 1st, 2020. So that basically means from March, April, May, June, July, September, October, in seven months, We've lost about half a million jobs in the health and fitness space that I know are going to come back. I just don't know when they will come back based on all these, what in my opinion is, you know, bullshit uh, restrictions and things they put on us and, and vilify us for what I would consider based on no data and all the wrong reasons. Uh, but to see that, it, it's disheartening just to know that there's people who are going to be out of health and fitness 
who probably could have done so much good. It might have been their passion and their calling, and they just either are beat down by this, they're discouraged by this, or they just have to go out and make money because that's the reality of life. We live in an economical world and just can't sit and wait for people to like be, you know, what I would say like, you know, quote unquote normal and wait for the media to stop reporting the same shit every day and freaking everybody out and making people be insane. I'm not judging anybody. If you never want to go to a gym again, that's fine. I don't care. Like it's your right. If you want to work out in your garage and you crush it, respect. I go, but there is so much horse shit going on that has caused a lot of this that I believe is completely unnecessary. And to see any industry lose half a million people and maybe, you know, 400,000 of them more horse shit anyway, but to lose 100,000 good people, it's uh, it's tough to see. And if you're talking money, 15.6 billion lost in revenue through October 1st, 2020. So almost $16 billion lost in the health and fitness industry this year alone. And we still have about two and a half months to go. Closures up 23% since July with 6,024 total closures, 2,616 of which are permanently closed. And the source is Yelp there, obviously, because they're tracking it, you know, for their metrics. And 25% of the clubs projected to close by the end of 2020. 25% of the clubs are projected to close by the end of the year. And national fitness chains have filed for bankruptcy with expected closures of many of their facilities as well. And I look at all of that in a handful of ways. One, if you're going to make it, you got to be basically fucking crazy at this point uh, to keep doing this uh, bullshit. You have to really love people and the craft and what you're doing if you're really going to keep... Uh, pushing through all this when you know what you're doing is awesome and helping people and it's putting them in a position to be successful in all areas of life. And then you have what I would consider your bullshit government telling you like they know uh, and they don't have a fucking clue what's going on. Again, just my two cents there. And as I see that, it's sad to see, I'll put it this way, some of those places should be gone. I understand that that's, you know, some of these places were probably on life support anyway, and they might have been out of business in a year, and this just pushed them out the door right away. So that's the circle of life that happens. But for the rest of them that, you know, people who worked really hard, they're passionate, they put their life savings into something, uh, you know, they had a, a diehard, you know, group of people who really cared about them, and they were making, you know, all their bills had a little bit of retained earnings, they could pay themselves, you know, a decent salary, but they were doing what they loved and they were doing it because of that. And now they've had to close because the restrictions are so ridiculous. And it's so, you know, uh, constraining that they can't even afford to operate covering costs. And then taken to the fact of like, how, you know, people aren't comfortable maybe to come in or how the business is structured. And to see them go because to ask them to, to pivot, you know, if they're stuck in Indiana and you're like, hey, uh, you're at 20% capacity, do some workouts outside. I'm like, hey, dude, it's 14 degrees. These people are going to die outside. They can't do that. And anybody with common sense will tell you that like, you can't run a business at 25% capacity. You can't run a business and be profitable and make it at 50% capacity for an extended period of time. Anybody understands that. If it was the case, then they would have always run the business at the 50% anyway. They run it to be as profitable as possible, to give people jobs, to create retained earnings, to make money, to serve as many people as they can. That's the point of this. And so I just shared that 
in case anybody who's listening does not understand the massive effect this has had on the industry that a lot of you are listening to me, you love going to a gym. You love going to your box. You love traveling and trying out new gyms and new facilities and meeting fitness people like myself who are willing to stand here and try to help you guys, you know, and make fitness fun and interactive and make you healthy and help you live a better life. It has crushed this industry. And, uh, we just have to, you know, keep moving forward as best we can. But, you know, it, it saddens me to know we've lost so many good people and places and options to go train. And all that really does is, you know, it, it gives people less options, uh, less places to go. And, and I believe all places have a, have a have an importance. I don't want to see a Planet Fitness close. If it's, I don't know what it costs, 10 bucks a month or something. And I'm not a fan of, like, serving pizza on Tuesday or whatever day they serve pizza. But that's serving a certain demographic and audience, and I believe it's important. And that does help people get their foot in the door. It helps people feel comfortable to go train. And they might not feel comfortable coming to a place like mine or to a, a high-level CrossFit box or going to a, you know, a bodybuilding-style gym. I want all these places to exist. I want people to have all the options possible. And this goes for restaurants, hotels, barbershops, tattoo parlors. You fucking name it. I want everybody to be successful because I think there is enough opportunity for everybody to win. I really do believe that. And uh, it's tough when I see stats like that. I just, it's uh, it's gut-wrenching, man, because the reality is running a small business is, is hard. And it's uh, it's your whole life. Uh, it, it really is. And uh, it's really hard to run a small fitness business. It's, it's hard to run a, a business in fitness in general. But uh, with this thrown on top of it, it makes it, you know, damn near impossible for people to, uh, to, to make it through. And uh, I just wanted to share that in case anybody was confused about how... Uh, how gnarly of a year it's been, and uh, hopefully just keeps going the right way. I'm going to keep being optimistic, and I'm going to keep plugging away and helping people the best that I can, and uh, do what I can to help my fellow fitness professionals and coaches not be completely jaded and want to to jump shit, because it's, um, you're fighting the good fight, you really are, and uh, I think if we've learned anything during this is that people are not healthy, Um, and I love online coaching. I love online training. Uh, a huge percent of the money we make here is done completely on the internet, and I love it. And I and I pour my all into the programs. And I try to make them the best I can for you guys with the videos, with the check-ins, um, and all of the content we create. Even with the team I have here that checks in with people, and we just are always, you know, doing reiterations of programs to make them better and and update them and creating new stuff. And we got a ton of new shit coming in 2021. And as awesome as that stuff is, and as great as the internet has been, and the podcast, and all this stuff, it doesn't replace the in-person. It can't. It's not as good. Doing a, a program with me online is, I think, is good, obviously. That's why we create them, and I don't put out horseshit. I, I put my all into them. I don't think there's a way you could, you could still get that content, but if you could come here as well, it, it's not matched. It, it can't be. Um, and I don't just mean me. I'm not saying like I'm, you know, the greatest human ever, but it's the community. It's the connection. It's the seeing somebody actually train and training with them and training with the group and, you know, in, embracing the suck of it together and, you know, pushing them, whether you are intentionally doing it or unintentionally doing it and seeing their progress and, and seeing them improve and, and joking and talking shit and just the entire experience of it. This is our locker room. This is our sports center. This is our, you know, professional league here. This is our team. This is what we do. 
And uh, you, you can't mimic that with only online coaching. And there's very there's something very important about human connection on multiple levels. And when you uh, play a sport and you're on a team, you create this camaraderie that uh, there's nothing else like it. There really isn't. You went through, uh, you know, little battles with these guys and you fought with them, you trained with them. You were in the weight room with them. You were practicing with them. You got pissed off with them. You got happy with them. You celebrated wins and you struggled through losses. And there's growth that happens there. That's why the guys that you know I played with in college, some of them are my my best friends, and they will be for the rest of my life. Like there's a time in my life that was so pivotal, you know, and you went through so much. You hung out with them, you know, three to five hours a day every day for four years. It's insane, and you you build this bond and. What a lot of people in, in our facility do, it's longer than that. There's people who have been here for 10 years. And, yeah, they might not spend three four hours a day with somebody, but they might spend 42 minutes a day with them three four times a week for 10 years. You create a bond there in a relationship. Some of them become friends outside the gym. And then if we do stuff like our Sunday Metcons, that's a whole different group that we all embrace the suck of it together. And we have this camaraderie. And there's, there's something missed in that if we only lived online and, and only were on computers all day. I just think there's a lot of opportunities lost and you, you can't build as deep of relationships and you solidify a lot of things uh, when you're in the same room as people. Uh, I just I just believe that and uh, I think I'll always believe that. But anyways, uh, it's just on my mind today as we worked out with our people and it's fun and I enjoy it and uh, even friends of mine who I'm going to connect with even more now because what I've learned during this, if, if nothing else, is just you have to be connected to people. You really do. And uh, I thank God for technology. It's amazing. It's been great. It's a blessing. It's changed my life in, in more ways than I can even mention. But there's something to be said about meeting up with people, even once a week, and seeing them, and, and shooting the shit, and connecting, and uh, and having a bond there that Skype can't do, Zoom can't do. And uh, if anybody believes that, like you're just you're full of shit. And you're uh, and you're confused, or you're a complete, you know, robot mutant serial killer. And take it from a fellow uh, serial killer, even me, uh, having the connection with people matters. And and, and I'll do it uh, even this weekend. My my wife's uh, sister and husband were here. They brought their uh, kid in, uh, came and stayed with us. And we went visited some other friends. And like I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I'm working a ton trying to get all these things ready for the end of the year and just dealing with a lot of bullshit. And uh, even yesterday making the trip to go see, uh, you know, my good friend Nick and watch the fights with him. Awesome. Rush back home, you know, to see Brooke and Kevin and the baby and then go over to our other friend's house because, you know, they're visiting and they have their kid there. And it's just, it was a super long day. And then actually our neighborhood had a Halloween party. I didn't go to it. My wife went over there. Uh, but uh, just to see all the interaction of people and have them talk and be like, you know what, we need this. Uh, we We all feel we need this and we're sick of just, you know, sitting at home, uh, you know, in fear, it's fucked us up to a level that we don't want to deal with anymore. And again, I'm not judging anybody. It's whatever you're comfortable doing, then you need to do it. What I'm saying to you is, for me personally, even as antisocial as I am, I feel much better when I have human interaction multiple times per week. I really do. And uh, I don't know if I knew that to the extent I know it now. And, And now I do really appreciate it. And I'm not... I don't want to give it up. I don't want to live in a computer screen every single day. I don't care how much fucking money it can make me. I just don't want to do it. It's not fun. 
And what I found about myself is one, I do need human interaction. It is fun. I do enjoy the camaraderie of a team and sports, um, which I, I do feel like this is. I, you know, I, I didn't get to be a pro athlete. This was my next best choice. Create an ecosystem and environment of people that are cool, where we can play rap music and, you know, put on, you know, Rocky and train in here. Like we're still, you know, gonna make it to the league one day. Like that's what we do, and it's fun. And uh, the other thing I, I understood is just, you know, I, I really value being able to do my shit the way I want to do it. I want to be happy. I want to do things that make me happy. I don't care about status and money and stuff. It doesn't mean shit to me. If I need that stuff, it'll. if I help enough people, all that stuff's going to come anyway. And I'll choose to buy it or not buy it at that point. And that's kind of how I lived my last 10 years. But I really realized, like, I just want to do things that make me happy, that I think provide value to people. And I like to see that interaction in real time. I love it on the internet, and it's great. And you guys are amazing. Thank you for listening, watching, reviewing the podcast. It means more to me than you know. I love the comments, the likes, the DMs, all that shit. But I also like to see people who are after they train. And as they're making progress, I like to see it in person. And uh, I just, I really, I guess I never knew how important it was until uh, until this year. And so now I know. So I guess that's the gift of, uh, I guess that's the gift of 2020 for all the shit that's come with it. Uh, I do appreciate that. But uh, I digress, you guys. Sorry, I'm 25 minutes in. I haven't said one thing that makes any sense probably. So 15 things we all need to be reminded of. Again, this came from my homie Patrick Rigsby. And... Uh, He's helped me a lot in my businesses. I have made, you know, I don't know how much more uh, because uh, of his guidance over the years, but if I had a guess, I'd probably put it into the hundreds of thousands or even into the millions of dollars uh, of range because uh, just um, it, it's simple stuff that, that I probably already knew deep down, but uh, his uh, reminders uh, really hit home. And, and hopefully that's what this podcast does for you too. So the first one, you get paid for what you get done. And in a business, this is uh, 100% true. You get paid for uh, for what you get done. And uh, is it true in, in business, in school, in fitness, in your nutrition, and in every area of your life? A lot of people have great ideas. And a lot of people talk a great game. But when push comes to shove, they oftentimes don't follow through. And I would rather have people just, you know, be about it as opposed to just talk about it. And you can have a million ideas, but if you're crippled by fear and you're waiting for the perfect time to post something or write a book or start a business or travel, you're probably be waiting your whole life. And so you just have to do it. And you get paid for what you get done. Keep that with you. Number two, handling adversity often is the difference between success and failure. You will get knocked down. Hence, 2020, as we all sit, you will get humbled. What you do after that will determine how high you can climb. And I think it's important uh, to understand that. And that's probably the one of the biggest differentiators between people who are successful and people who do fail is when they get knocked down, do they get back up or do they just lay there complaining, crying, whining, and being a victim? And we can all do that at some point in our life. And some of you have a really shitty story right now. Some of you guys listening have got kicked in the nuts and punched in the face repeatedly, and it sucks, dude. And uh, I'm not saying you can't take time to lick your wounds and, and grieve and, and heal, but at some point you got to get your ass back up and keep it moving, dude. Because what's the other option, you know? I always come back to that. Like, what is my other option? Just, you know, either to live or to die. That's really it. Sink or swim. You got two choices. 
And I think when most humans push comes to shove, they uh, they don't sink, man. They swim, they fight, they claw, and they survive. And I think it is also important when, to be humbled, right? And to, to take losses. And sometimes you're going to have shitty days. And I think they have to exist. And you have to have some stressful times. And all that really means is when you're having a shit day and you're stressed or you're worried or, you know, you feel bad. It just means you care. And <clears throat> there it is. <clears throat> that Metcon cough. Um, it means you care. And just means you, you care about a person or your craft or your calling or your uh, your passion or whatever it is that you're, you're you're tripping about. It just means you give a shit. And I think that's important and it makes you a human being. And we're all going to take an L. We're all going to hit roadblocks and there's always going to be tough days. There's going to be times where you have a shitty workout or you, uh, you know, you just maybe you skipped a training session or you made a bad food choice or you went to happy hour when you, when you told yourself you wouldn't or you lost your job or you made a bad investment. Who knows what it may be? That's going to happen, dude. And that's just part of life. You, you live and you learn and you fail, you know, and you fail forward and you fail fast and you learn from those failures and you make improvements. And, but what you do after that is going to determine where you guys end up and where you can go. So remember that adversity is going to happen either way. And uh, what's going to, differentiate the winners and the losers is the ones who can get their ass kicked but can get back up be humbled by it learn from it and try to pivot and keep things moving forward i think that's a lot of us this year number three an idea by itself is almost worthless it's how you execute that matters focus on the execution i think this is very similar to you get paid for done because uh, a lot of people got a lot of great ideas but they do not execute or put pen to paper and they don't or they start great and they fizzle off. And uh, we call that sizzle and steak, right? The people who are all talk, it's a lot of sizzle. And then when you show up, there's no steak behind it. In a perfect world, you'd have the sizzle and the steak, right? Um, but if you had to pick one, you just, you'd want the steak to be it. And so ideas are amazing. But can you execute on these ideas? And can you consistently show up day after day after day and execute? That's the biggest thing. Number four. I've said this for a very long time. Sell people what they want, then give them what they need. Sell people what they want and give them what they need. Now, I'm not saying, you know, catfish people and uh, post a picture of, you know, uh, Brad Pitt from Troy and then show up and it's you, 45 pounds overweight, uh, you know, bald uh, with acne in your face. Like, don't do that. That's not, that's not what, that's not what, uh, I'm saying here because that's not giving them what they need either. Uh, when you say sell people what they want, you know, when people come in here, they want to be leaner. You know, they, fat loss is the goal. And uh, they are not sure how to go about it. They want to be healthier. They want to be happier. They want to have more self-confidence. They want to fit into their clothes. They want to get rid of these body parts that they think suck. And so we we don't sell here we just market everything we just market a product and a service and in a lifestyle and i try to lead from the front in terms of that but i sell them on what they want to do i'm like we can get this done for you but when they get here we give them what they need and what that looks like might not be what they think in their brain but it's irrelevant it's going to get them to the end goal they just thought they were taking a, a you know a jet there and we're putting them on a greyhound bus and it might not be super fun and sexy up front, but that Greyhound bus is going to get them there. And once they're there, they never have to go back. And I think sometimes it's getting people to realize that. So if you're in business, you got to sell people what they want, and then you give them what they need. 
And that's the most important thing. So at the end of the day, like they're going to get everything they want and need and a lot more out of it. And they'll appreciate you for it. So keep that in mind. Number five, have at least three lead generation channels working at all times. I think this is important for, for every business. You know, if it's one online, uh, you know, one referral system and one offline that's uh, external for you guys. And you can do that in 19 different ways. And you can have multiple uh, lead generators. Because at the end of the day, like, that's business. You need leads and you got to make sales. It's pretty simple. That's for everybody. And uh, obviously knowing your target audience and things like that and your demographic and, and who you want to work with and who you best serve, all that stuff's great. But you got to have lead gen things coming in. So obviously if you guys are on a podcast or YouTube or Facebook or LinkedIn or Instagram, and if you have like a bring a buddy or come try a week for free, uh, all these things are amazing. And if it's charity workouts and, and different things you do to be in the community and be around people, I think is ideal. But the biggest thing you can do uh, for any business is referrals is going to drive it. If people love your product or service and you make their life easier and you solve a problem, they're going to work with you. That's why Amazon works. Makes life easy. One click. All that shit shows up at your door on the same day or the next day. Um, they've really mastered, you know, that segment. It's why you see certain places that, you know, they're selling more than just a basic service or a product and people appreciate that. And they have, you know, the word of mouth, their referral system is, you know, it spreads like wildfire, really does. Number six, the best beats the first. You may not have been the first personal trainer, the first gym, the first fitness facility, yoga studio, the first restaurant, the first place to cut hair, the first auto mechanic shop in your market, or even the hundredth in your market. It doesn't matter if you were the first. It doesn't matter as long as you commit to being the best you can be. That's it. So best always beats first. A lot of people are first to market. Doesn't mean necessarily mean they're the best. Sometimes they are. But very few times, the first person in the game is the one who's standing in the ring the longest. It's kind of like uh, Royal Rumble. If you guys ever watched um, the WWF, right? Like they would do uh, when I was a kid, anyway. Like Royal Rumble, they would draw cards, and like every was it every minute or like every two minutes, somebody would come out for the Royal Rumble. So like, you know, uh, Hulk Hogan runs in. Then the next minute, like Bruce Barber Beefcake runs in. The next minute, Ted DiBiase runs in. The next minute, Andre the Giant runs in. Over and over and over. And obviously, you know, for those guys, it would be to your benefit to not be first in the ring. But let's say, you know, the guy in there, he's in there first. doesn't necessarily mean he's, he's the best dude. And the best people are always going to make it. So if the best guy was the first guy and he can ward off everybody, he will be there. But odds are you can learn from the people who are first to marketplace and you can see what they did and you can stand on the shoulders of giants and learn from their mistakes and you can become better. And you can commit to being the best and you can be crazy like me and try to deliver the best experience possible for people and live it. And I think you'll be around. Number seven, unearned success is a lie. Doesn't happen. If you're starting out, assume that the path to being the competition requires you to earn it and earn it day after day after day after day and prove yourself over and over and over again. If you're in the fitness game, you're only as good as your last workout. You're only as good as your last training session. You're only as good as your last program. 
the last podcast, the last video you made, the last post, the last email, the last quote, the last t-shirt, the last hat, whatever, whatever you're into. Unearned success does not happen, people. It really doesn't. And how, at least how I define success, and that means helping people and having them appreciate you and filling your cup internally as much as they fill it externally. And you just have to understand it's, it's not a straight line of success. It really isn't, man. It's a lot of peaks and valleys. I think if nothing else, you've learned that 2020 is that. Life is going to sometimes throw you for the proverbial loop, uh, and in my opinion, a loop of shit this year. But uh, it's what you do with it, man. And uh, just know it's not going to be easy. And I've said this a million times before. I'm happy that I can sit here today. And uh, I've made not all uh, correct choices. And I, I'm by no means perfect. I question my own sanity a lot. And I don't know what the end game is for me here uh, in fitness and in life in general. I don't know. I'm just as confused uh, now as I probably was at 17. There are certain things I do know. I know a lot more about myself and, and what I want to do and and how I want to go about it. But when I really think about it, this to get here today is way harder than I thought it would be. Um, I didn't think it would be easy, but I didn't think a lot of the things and days and events and uh, experiences I've had to go through, I would have had to have went through, but yet I did, and albeit I'm still here today. And there's a lot of things I could, you know, I could have, could have went without for sure, but uh, definitely is not a straight line of success, and there's always going to be stuff that pops up, but the key is to learn from those things and uh, just be the best person you can be and try to help people to the best of your ability. And I do believe, you know, good humans and, and nice people win. I really do. I, I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't still keep doing this if I didn't believe that. And obviously, you know, winning is going to differ between all of us of what that looks like. And uh, like, if you, if you say politics, right, like, let's go that route. I don't know how how pure of a person you can be if you're like in American politics. Cause I don't know how you can move up the levels without like promising things and lying and doing shady shit and like unfulfilled promises and kind of backstabbing people and all that stuff. Maybe all that doesn't happen, but I'm assuming it does. I just, I know enough about the game of life to see how things play out. And so I don't look at that as, as success and I don't look at that as winning. I really don't. If that, if those people are happy, and they can sleep at night. That's super cool. To me, winning is you're just a good human. And you know you help people. And they know you give a shit about them. And they give a shit about you. And you reciprocate that back and forth. And to me, that's winning. And I do think good guys win. And you might be losing in the first quarter, the second quarter, the third quarter. But you're going to win the game, dude. You really are. And against learning from those losses and understanding that it is not a, a clear-cut path. Especially if you do it the right way. Uh, you can shortcut things. And you can become you know, richer, you can become a more famous, you can, you know, probably have a bigger initial reach and impact up front by doing things dishonestly and taking shortcuts. But I don't think you're going to win the long game. And, and at the end of the day, you got to look yourself in the mirror uh, and ask yourself, is this the person I want to be? And this is what I really want to do with my life. What's important to my life and my legacy? And then I think you get an answer, but that is not an easy road to take. I can promise you that uh, turning down opportunities because they're not you know the right fit which it would have been life-changing money for you uh, saying no to things that you know maybe financially or career-wise would advance you um, and would put you in a position to be quote-unquote more successful economically but it wasn't the right fit or was not fitting your belief system and staying true to who you are 
that's a tougher road to go. It's a longer road and it makes things more difficult, but I think you're going to win if you can just really stand your moral high ground and do things that you believe in and that make you happy and do serve the people that you care about. Number eight, you got to define targets. Be clear on what you want from big picture goals. Like let's say you're a person out there and you, you want to make a hundred thousand dollars a year or whatever your number is. And, uh, your big picture goals to earn 100k plus um, to daily goals like getting you know two new leads a day or getting one new client per week the more specific they are the better if it's a retirement what's the retirement age how much money do you need by that age and what is the process to look like there are you going to you know work extra hours what are you going to invest in are you going to pay debt off are you going to drive a cheaper car are you going to what are you going to do to get there. I'm a fan of the targets, but I'm more a fan of the process. And once you understand the process, then targets become realistic, or at least you can see how realistic they are, how achievable or unachievable they may be, once you understand what you have to do to get there. So targets are great. I'm going to retire by this age. I'm going to pay my house off by this date. I'm going to, you know, lose three dress sizes by here. I'm going to start my business here. Super cool. What is the process to getting there define the targets be clear on what you want be more specific but be even more specific about the process number nine if it's important track it this is everything in life especially business leads trials closed sales lifetime value of customers uh, if you don't track it you can't improve it and it's not important and macros uh, your bank account your credit card statements all of these things matter, and if you really care, you should keep track of them and understand what's working and what's not working. I just know a lot of people that do the uh, set it and forget it stuff, cross their fingers, hold their breath, and hope for the best, and that's just uh, it's not a good scenario. It's not a, a recipe for success. Uh, I, you can try to avoid problems for so long, but it's better if you just face them head on and you look at the the harsh numbers and as the great philosopher jay-z once said you know men lie women lie numbers don't so track them you guys makes a difference number 10 follow up is the blue ocean everyone tries to win in business at least in our world at like lead generation how many quality leads can i get which is awesome you know you can be good at you know two things leads and conversions if if i had a pick uh, I'd be better at conversions than the leads because you can have a thousand leads, but if none of them convert, who gives a shit? And a lot of people try to win just the lead conversion game. How many people can I see and get in the door? And there's something to be said about reach. I understand it with social media. We have bigger numbers. We do certain kind of money, whatever it is. But very few people try to win at follow-up. And I think that's the key. Building the connection, like I talked about earlier. Just being connected to people. Follow up with them. Check in with them you know, let them know you give a shit about them and you want them to be here and create this, you know, symbiotic like relationship with them and, and have that. I think that's the biggest key. That will do more for you than just getting a ton of leads in. See, we had a bunch of leads, but they're shitty leads and you don't build a real connection. Who really cares? It's just transactional. And there's a lot of businesses that operate that way and there's nothing wrong with that. But in this life, I think the more successful people tend to be more relationship-based than transactional-based. Number 11, know who you are and who you're really trying to serve. This is crucial. Again, I talked about it before. Your target market, sure. Uh, your demographic, men, women, 30 years old, 60 years old. 
super fit, not super fit? You know, is fat loss a goal, building muscle a goal? Is performance it? Are you a triathlete coach? Are you a strength coach? Whatever it is in fitness. But know who you are and know who you really want to serve. Know the people you want to work with. Know the people that you make happy and know the people that, you know, make you happy. Uh, work with people you like. It makes your job and your career a lot more enjoyable when the people who show up at your front door don't suck and they're not vampires and they're not energy drains and you don't hate dealing with them. And now, is that going to be everybody? No. All personality types are not going to mash and uh, some of them are going to clash and it's going to be weird. And once you get out of your circle of like immediate friends uh, and your business gets any bigger than that, you are going to get people who are not happy and uh, think you suck and just think you're a dipshit. Uh, I've dealt with it for a long time and it's okay. Uh, you got to take, you got to play the percentages. So if 98% of people think you're amazing and, and walk on water and 2% of people think you're a complete loser, I'm going to tell you to go with the 98%. You can listen to the 2%. That's fine. Take their comments uh, if they're constructive for what they are and work to try to improve on them, but you're not going to be for everybody. And you got to know that. And you don't want to work with everybody. I promise you that. That's why I say I want all these fitness places to be around. I am not the planet fitness kind of guy. There's nothing wrong with Planet Fitness. They run a great business. They help a lot of people. It's awesome. But I can promise you, you sure as fuck are not going to walk in here and eat donuts on a Wednesday. That just ain't going to happen, dude. We're not having pizza Friday here at Jeremy Sky Fitness. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm not judging. That's just not what we do here. That's not who I want to serve. That's not the kind of habits and lifestyle I want to give to people. If you want to crush it and go eat pizza with your family on a Friday night, sure. But the place where you come to put in the work... Nah, man, we're not going to shove donuts down your throat on the way out the door. I don't think that's conducive to the kind of lifestyle that I want to live and we want to teach people here. I love pizza and donuts, by the way. I'm not knocking them. I'm just using them as the most blanket example. That's what I mean by know who you are and know who you're really trying to serve. Number 12, time is life, my friends. I believe this. Uh, we make a lot of shirts here. It's a chapter in my book, 86,400 seconds in the day. And we all have less of it today than we did yesterday. So quit wasting days doing things that aren't getting you closer to you where you want to be. Just quit wasting your life doing shit that you hate. That's why I sign off every episode. Do shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. You only have so many 86,400 seconds you are given a day. And if you're wasting them doing some remedial bullshit tasks that you completely hate, you have to stop doing that. Otherwise, you're going to look up in a decade and it will have passed you by and it's going to be even harder for you to make big changes. The longer you wait, the worse it's going to be. The younger you are and the quicker you jump out of some shit that is dragging you down, the easier it's going to be to just cut bait and keep things moving forward. I was lucky enough to do it at a young age. And if I start to show up here, you guys, and hate it, I'll be the first person to bounce. I'll become a landlord. Or I'll sell the building and I'll move to a log cabin and just chill. And you can listen to me ramble on from the woods like I'm Ron Swanson. But the point is that I'm not going to let decades go by of doing shit I completely hate because it would just be harder for me to change. Take the same advice. Number 13. How do you get 100 clients? Or 1,000 clients? Or 10,000 clients? Or a million clients? Well, my friends, you get one today. And you get another tomorrow. And you get another one the day after that. And that is the best answer that nobody running a business wants to hear. Most people would rather spend the next three months looking for some magic way to get 100 clients than simply get one a day for those same three months. Which one do you think is going to work better? It's the same thing for fat loss. 
It's the same thing for saving for retirement. How do you save $100,000 for your retirement? Save 10 bucks today. Save 10 bucks tomorrow. Save 10 bucks the day after that. And just keep wash, rinse, repeating until you get there. And compound interest will do its thing. How do you lose 100 pounds? Well, you lose one pound this week. You lose one pound next week. And you lose one pound the week after that. It's the best answer nobody wants to hear. It's the daily rituals, habits, and routines and the consistent effort that gets you there. And that shit is tough. And it is not fun. But it's the only way I've ever been successful. And if I knew better, I would tell you better, but I don't. I'm not naturally great at anything. I'd have, to, I'd have to die over and over and over again to get anything I've ever wanted in life. And so you can spend the next three months looking for some magic way to reach your goals, or you can simply spend those next three months working one day at a time to get there. Which one do you think is going to work better? Number 14, one of the biggest reasons people fail is poor follow-through. They don't get things done, i.e. back to point number one. We get paid for done. It doesn't take much to be an idea person or to start something. But it's only what you finish that matters. A lot of people here start strong. Every transformation we start, every program we sign up for. It's the people who can be consistent through the ups and downs, the peaks and valleys, and they can finish what they started. They can achieve one goal, set another one, and keep things moving. And consistently repeat doing that over and over and over again. Business is the same. Fitness is the same, except it's never finished. It's finished when you're dead. So you got to consistently show up and eat right and train hard and get quality sleep and take care of yourself over and over and over again. But a lot of people struggle to follow through. I've met a lot of people who start things. They start podcasts. They quit. Start a YouTube page. They quit. Start a website. They quit. I know a lot of people get in fitness and they quit. It's fucking hard. You're in a service industry. You're working terrible hours. You're selling the worst product because we put people in on these terrible assault bikes and we have them push sleds and they do split squats and it burns and it hurts and you can't breathe and you're tired and it's early and rather be at home having a beer, watching football. I get it. And a lot of people quit fitness because they can't follow through. They, they had an idea of what it was, but it was hard for them to stick it out. And that's for every industry. I get it. And you have to be crazy to sign up and do this shit. But I'm just crazy enough. And... I'm willing to follow through. I'm willing to follow through for you guys. And you have to do the same with your eating and your training and your education. And I'm sure it's the same way with parenting and everything else. It's just the consistent daily efforts over and over and over again and finishing what you started. And then waking up the next day and doing it again. And number 15. This is for anybody out there who has ever wanted to start a business. This is for anybody out there who wants to jump into a small business or has a passion project or wants to be, you know, create a YouTube page or a blog or a, an Instagram account or be a social media influencer or whatever the fucking terms are these days. There's a lot of people doing a lot of things. You live in the greatest era and the greatest time ever where you've had more opportunity than you ever had before, albeit this year blows. Um, but it's still it, man. It really is. And America is still the place to be with the most opportunity. Do we got problems? For sure. We're humans. We're always going to be fucking weird and do stupid stuff. Never going to change. We can work to be better. And we've made a lot of progress as people. And uh, America is still a place of great opportunity for a lot of people. And there's a lot of other amazing countries out there too. But I don't know if any other place has as much opportunity here as, as, excuse me, as America has. And so if you're going to start something, 
a passion project, your YouTube channel, a different business, change careers. Don't worry about the market being too saturated. Don't worry about the market being too saturated. There's always room for someone to come in and be great. But the market never needs more average providers. The market never needs more average people. It needs great people. It needs good people. And there's always room for someone to come in and be fucking awesome. And that can be you. If it's in fitness, if it's in being a CPA, if it's in being an attorney, if it's being a doctor, if it's being the, a barber down the street, whatever it is, the market doesn't need more average or below average horse shit. There's enough of that noise out there already. It needs more people who are great and who care and who want to pour their life into their craft and their calling and deliver the best experience for the people they want to work with. That's what the market needs. And that, my friends, is 15 things that we all need to be reminded of. And even if you don't run your own business or you don't care about business, I would imagine you do because you guys all shop at them and buy things from them. And that's how the world goes around economically. It's how your retirement accounts are funded by businesses. And hopefully I could connect to enough things in life where all of you got something out of it because I do believe fitness and business and all these things do parallel life depending on how you look at them and how your brain works and what you want to take out of it. And I just think there are 15 things that are important for all of us to uh, to, to follow through and really get after and, and grab all the things we want in this life. And Just don't sit on the sidelines and wait for the perfect time. Just get up off your ass and do it. And I promise you um, it'll be worth it. It won't be easy. Uh, I wouldn't wish my life uh, style on anybody and the things that I, I do and, and have had to do, but uh, it works for me and it's worked out so far and uh, I'm pretty happy with uh, the balance I'm creating and what I'm doing, And uh, but it's not easy, so I'm not going to uh, bullshit you on that. It's not easy to be fit. It's not easy to be wealthy. It's not easy to eat right. It's not easy to be an awesome person and always take the high road. It's most great things in life that are worth it are, are, are wrapped in pain. They really are. They're wrapped in some sort of struggle and sacrifice and, and dedication. And you got to peel back those layers to get the shit that you want. It's like, it's like a Christmas present, your crazy uncle wrapped in duct tape over and over and over again. And you got to just, it's not just going to rip off like the, the fancy stuff your mom did. You're going to have to chew it, gnaw it, cut it, pull it to get to, you know, the gift inside. And that's kind of how I look at, uh, that's kind of look at life in general. So Hopefully, you guys got something from that. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you guys. And a reminder, this podcast is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. Again, if you guys are interested in the 24 Trail Packs, hit me up, athleticgreens.com forward slash Jeremy Scott, or I'll send you the link directly. You can grab them from me, uh, Instagram, DM, email, Facebook, wherever you're at. And if you're really on the fence, I'll have Monica ship you a free pack right to your front door so you can try it. And again, it's coming up on cold and flu season, all the same bullshit that's going on out there. Uh, I think it can help. It can help you guys with your micronutrients, you know, feel better, move better, and cover all the gaps in your eating because none of us can eat nearly enough of what we're supposed to. It's even a struggle for me. So I know if I'm struggling with it, I think a lot of you guys are as well. So that is the offer I have to you guys. And then what else do I got going on here? Our 50 Days of Fitness is going to kick off on, what am I looking at? November the 11th is our 50 Days of Fitness program. It's 50 days to the end of the year, and we'll do a workout 
think every day for all 50 days. Is it 25 unique workouts? And then we do two cycles through. I'm trying to remember. And then I'll share a bunch of bonus stuff that we do here in house. And then on the Sunday Metcons, I'll throw in there with some of them. Some of them are programmed in there. We, this is the first program we've took some of the Sunday Metcons and actually threw them in there, which is cool. And then I'll share, uh, the ones we do here in real time with all the equipment. And then I'll share a lot of the ones that I do. It'll be fun. Uh, it, that, that program really helps me not eat as much Christmas cookies and bullshit as I normally would. That's why we started it selfishly. So I wouldn't be such a fat ass. Uh, during Thanksgiving and Christmas time, because a lot of people lose a lot of their, uh, you know, progress and results during that time. I don't want you guys to do that. I want you to hit January running full steam. That's what we make this program. We'll even do like a little podcast discount code. I'll probably talk about that next week sometime, but uh, that's where we're at. So if you guys need something from me, hit me up. Otherwise, the greens discount is there. That program's going to come out and uh, just keep being awesome, you guys. Uh, and again, if you're on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Go to your podcast app. Scroll your finger all the way down. Click five star if you dig it. Leave me a couple of sentences I truly would appreciate. And if you think these can help a friend or family member, please share it with them. Text it to them. Facebook it to them. Email it to them. Throw this on your Instagram stories. I'm always happy when you guys listen to the podcast and throw it in your IG stories. I'm happy to reshare it if that gets anybody to watch your stuff. Uh, and like it and follow you. Uh, that's amazing. Hopefully they're not creepy. Uh, but I'm, I'm happy to reshare it. And, and it truly does mean the world to me. I appreciate it, you guys. So um that's it i'll be on probably late in the week this week and uh we'll go from there so have an amazing rest of your sunday and until next time eat well train hard be nice to people and please you guys keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to i'll talk to you soon peace